Good afternoon. Hope you're all doing well. We're learning Maseches Yevamos Tav Kuf Aleph 101, starting at the very top line of the page. And we had been learning a Mishnah about a child who was born, and we weren't sure if he was the nine-month full gestational child of a first husband or the seven-month gestational child of the second husband. And this woman didn't wait the requisite three months. Under those circumstances, if the person... Uh, doesn't know who his father is, the Gemara entertains the possibility based on the Mishnah that if one was Mikalil or Makia, if they cursed or hit their father, that maybe they should be Pater because there's a suffix. But the Gemara now on the top of Kufal of quotes a Machlok about whether or not that's true if one does so in subsequent actions, if I hit father number one, followed by father number two, because I don't know which one is mine, but now I've done both, or if they're done um, at the same exact time, let's see what the Gemara has to say. Kohanim, if both fathers were Kohanim, says the Gemara Taner Rabban, uh, excuse me, if I hit uh, a possible father number one and then possible father number two, or I curse out father number one and then uh, possible father number two, and then or I curse them both at the same time, or I hit them both at the same exact time, you have definitely uh, gone over the threshold of the Isser of Hakka and Klala, for sure. That's the Tanakama. However, Rabbi Yehuda makes a distinction between these two cases of subsequent and at the same time. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yehuda, Omri if you hit them both at the same time, I punch both of them at the same time, then for Sharm Chai, but in sequence, it's Patr, because each episode is an element of suffix, so you can't say that a person is going to be Chayib in that case. How can it be, says the Gemara, Rabbi Yehuda says that in such a case, you're going to be Chayib. Hatan, Rabbi Yehuda, Omer, Patr, answers the Gemara, you're right, there's a machlokas in regards to Rabbi Yehuda, and we don't know exactly what Rabbi Yehuda's shita was. Seven lines down in Kufala Famaralaf, the Gemara asks, My time demand Patar. What is the swara for one to say that a person should be Patar? Because the Gemara has a swara based on Psukim. We have a Pasuk that speaks about Bracha. Here is talking about, that's uh, Lashon Sagi Nohar, is talking about being Makalal, one's father. And Vinayamar Bracha Lamala, we also have a, a restriction about cursing a Kodesh Baruch, that's the reference of Lamala. And what's the Gemara's comparison between the two Brachas, between the two Lashon Sagi Nohar, the two cursings, one of the, the father down here, Lamata, and one of the father, capital F, uh, Lamala, Malamala, Shein Boshutas, a Kodesh Baruch, there's no confusion as to what Kodesh Baruch is, but Aflamata, Shein Boshutas, we should also have the same rule that if there is a confusion of who the father is, maybe you should well be Pater. Because we don't know if Chaim, as we spoke about yesterday, Chaim is the son of this woman who didn't wait the requisite three months. We don't know if his father is father number one or father number two. And therefore, because there's a shutfis, as it were, there seemingly are two fathers. So therefore, he should be pater. And the halachos, even though this pasuk only speaks about klala, but we have a, a hekesh between hakon and klala to carry these halachos over from one to the other. So the machlokas applies both by hakka and by klala. Quarter of the way down, the Gemara says, quoting from our Mishnah of Olabi Mishmara, that this Chaim, who's born to a woman who we know and a father who we're not sure about, that he can be part of the Mishmar. Says the Gemara, if he's not getting a portion working in the Beis Hamikdash during this Mishmar, why is he going up to, to serve in the Beis Hamikdash? Says the Gemara, that's a ridiculous question. Lama Ole, Ha'amar, but you know, Mitzvah. It's a mitzvah to serve in the base of Mikdash. Who doesn't want to go into the base of Mikdash to serve? I would do that if I had the chance. Who would pass up that opportunity? It's a beautiful mitzvah. So says the Gemara, that's not the question that we meant to ask. And here is the real question. Ella, it says, Allah, Loktani. It shouldn't say Allah. Ella, Ole. Meaning, Balkorcho, says the Gemara, we force him to go. We force this Chaim, who might be the father of 
who might be the son of father one and might be the son of father two, we just don't know. We force him to go do the avoda. Says the Gemara, Why do we do that? We don't want this child to not go to the base of Mikdash because everyone's going to say, oh, Chaim didn't go serve in the base of Mikdash in the Mishmar. It must be a pagan. There must be something wrong with the yichus in the family. So we force him to go, even though we don't know whose father it is, but the chol we should show that he's a kasher, that even though there's a suffix as to who his father is, but we don't want there to be a pagan and the Kohen families on either side. Third of the way down, what if both uh, possible father number one and possible father number two were in the same exact mishmar? So then the Mishnah says that he can take a chilek. But asks the Gemara, uh, why is it that we said that if possible father number one was in Mishmar number five and possible father number two was in Mishmar number 10, there we said he couldn't take a chay. Like, what was the concern? Because the guy's going to show up to Mishmar number one. They're going to say, you don't belong in five, you belong in 10. He's going to show up to Mishmar, Mishmar number 10. They're going to say, you don't belong here, you really belong in, in Mishmar five. So he wouldn't get a chay. So Mishmar Echadnami, we should have the same exact problem even within one Mishmar, because as we've learned in the past, even within one Mishmar, there was a breakdown of days, which we refer to as the Av, and says the Gemara, He's going to go to the Tuesday crowd, they're going to say, you're not a Tuesday Jew, you're a, you're a Monday Jew, we're not giving you a Chela. So that's what the Gemara asks, well, how can you say that when it comes to being in one Mishmar, that uh, he so easily gets it, we should have had the same argument from Mishmar to Mishmar as we do from Beis Av to Beis Av. And the Gemara answers, three lines before the end of the parak, Amar you're absolutely right, says the Gemara. If we don't know what base of each of these Kohanim would be in, then you're absolutely right. He would not get a chilek. There's something missing in our Mishnah. So here's how it turns out. You have, uh, let's say that uh, Kohen, the possible father number one, his name is Yaakov, and possible father number two, his name is Shimon. So if Yaakov and Shimon are in the same base of, uh, if they're in the same Mishmar, uh, but not the same base of. So then Chaim, the son, we don't know who the father is. So then Chaim is not allowed to take a chilek. But if they're not only in the same Mishmar, but they're also the same base of, so then he can take a chilek, no problem at all. That brings us to the end of the parak. Hadron Allah, no al we should come back to this daf in seven and a half years. The new Mishnah opens, the new parak opens. This parak is referred to as Mitzvah Chalitza, and it's going to be dealing with a lot of the halachos about Chalitza. Today we'll be speaking about the halachos of what type of dayan needs to witness, what type of shoes, uh, and a couple of other uh, a couple of other technical points. Let's get started. We're going to be finishing toward the bottom at the two dots, two thirds of the way down on Kuf Beis and Aleph, and then we'll pick up the balance in Yerush Hashem tomorrow. The new parak opens as follows: Mitzvah Chalitza b'Shlosha Dayanim. We need three judges to rule over a case of a Chalitza. We don't need them to be a Dayan who has the smicha of Yod and Yadin. They can be regular guys like me and you. They can be regular people as long as they know enough. We'll see in the Gemara what the parameters are. They could even be Hediotos. If they uh, did the, um, the Chalitza with a Minal, then that, that Chalitza is considered to be kosher. Rashi, what is a Minal? Three lines into the new parak Minal, Shel Or Rach. Some type of soft leather that wraps around the foot. If you've ever seen a picture of a chalitza shoe, it's made out of a thin cut of leather. It's made in a very specific way. And we'll see how some of that evolved from today. And you can look up online what a chalitza shoe looks, looks like. Uh, and you'll see that it's going to be reflected based off of today's block. So anyways, the Mishnah had, had written that by Chalitza's uh, Minah that it works, but on Pilya, Chalitza's Psula. But when it's an Anpilya, that does not work. So what's an Anpilya? Rashi says eight lines into the wide lines. 
uh, into, excuse me, eight lines into the new parak, ben pilia, shel beged, kaltzon bilaz, some type of French word. And the commentary is right that a kaltzon is na'al bad ha'ole ad karov leberech. It's some type of shoe that they would wear that would go up close to their knee, a very a thin type of boot, something along those lines. This was considered psula. If you're wearing a sandal and it has a, a real heel to it, it wraps up around the back of the heel by the Achilles tendon. So that's actually considered the real deal. That's a shoe. That's kosher. But if it's a sandal that's only flat on the bottom and the heel is not covered, so then that would be possible. If he has... If he's an amputee, a partial amputee, but he has something below his knee, uh, the knee and below, so then the chalitza is kshera. But if he is a double a double amputee and he has no feet at all, that chalitza doesn't count if he only has uh, above the knee. If a person does chalitza with a sandal that is not his, or a sandal that's made out of wood and not leather, or it's a shoe, Bishel small biyamin. It's a left shoe on the right foot. Chalitza kshera. It all works out kosher in that case. Chalitza begado shehu yachol lahalochbo. You're wearing a shoe that's way too big on you, but you're still able to walk in it. Oh, bekatan shu chofes rov godlo. It's rov raglo. Or if it's a very small shoe, but it still covers fifty one percent of your foot. Chalitza kshera. The Gemara now digs into the the beginning of our Mishnah, the halachos of Dayanim, and the Gemara asks as follows: We're three fourths of the way down at the open of the Gemara. Umeachar deafilu shloshayotos. If you look at the second line of our Mishnah, which indicates that even a head yod, a regular yid, is able to be a dayan as it relates to chalitza, then why did the beginning of the Mishnah refer to them as dayanim? Dayanim lamali. Just say that a head yod is mutter. I'll know for sure that a dayan is. Of course, if I, if a regular guy like me or you is allowed to be a to be a, a an aid to allowed to be a dayan as it relates to uh, to a chalitza, then why do we need the strong word of dayanim that you have to be like the Roshe Abbezdin who have yod and yod and smicha? You don't need yod and yod and smicha. So why did the Mishnah say it? Just say mitzvah. And we would have known, says the Gemara, we can't do this. Because the three Hedyotos have parameters to them. They have to be able to read like the Dayanim would. What does that mean? Take a look at Rashi, 10 lines from the bottom of the page. They have to be able to read the Yavam. They have to read the Pasuk and say, And you have to be able to read the Psukim. If you're not able to read the Psukim, you're a zero. Even a, it doesn't matter. You're not allowed to be even a head You're not a hedyot. A hedyot is able to read. And therefore, we have the extra language in our mission of dayan, even though we don't technically need it as it relates to dayan versus hedyot, but more to teach us what a hedyot is, that you have to be like a dayan and that you have to be able to read the psukim. Tanino lahadutan rabbanu. We have a brisa like this. Mitzvah shalitza b'shlosha shiodin lahakros. Beautiful, a very black on white mission that explains our mission perfectly, which is... That uh, you can have any three Dayanim who know how to read the Hebrew just like Dayanim would. Rabbi Amr Bechamisha, it's a very unique dinner. Rabbi says that we might actually need five people to be a Dayan, to be Dayanim or to be Hedyotos as it relates to the mitzvah of Chalitza. Why? My time of the Tanakama, let's analyze both shitas. Well, let's see why the Tanakama says three. Because the Tanya Zikanim, the word Zikanim in the Pasuk is uh, listed multiple times, but here it's listed once. Shnaim, uh, Zikanim is plural, that's a minimum of two. Vein Bezdin Shakul, we're not allowed to have a Bezdin that's equal in number, and therefore we add. One more, Mosif and Alain, Odechad, and what does that give us? Two plus one, Harekan Shlosha, that's three. So that's why the Tanakhama says that there's three. Rabbi Huda, why does he say that there's five Dayanim that we need for the case of Chalitza? Because Rabbi Huda, Zikne, one part of the Pasuk says Zikne, that's also plural, that's Shnaim. Zikainim is another two, that's four, Shnaim. Ve'ain Bezdin Shakal, four plus one, Mosif and Alain, Harekan He. And that's how they get there. So that poses a question to the Tanakhama. But Tanakhama, hi, Zikne, my Avile, what do you do with the word Zikne? Rabbi Huda looked at the word Zikne and said it's two. 
from Ziknei, two plus Zikanim, and ain't Bezdin Shokel, that brings us to five. So how can the Tanakama not include the word Ziknei? Says the Gemara, the Tanakama, hi Ziknei, my Avilei, what is he doing with the word Ziknei? The Gemara responds, This is where he learns from, the, the Tanakama learns from the word Ziknei, that it could even be a Ribui, it could even be a regular Hedyot person to uh, be the Dayan as it relates to Chalitza. Rabbi Yehuda, According to Rabbi Yehuda, we know that the Mishnah says it, but what's the what's the backdrop? What are the Mari Makomos that indicate that a Hedyot is allowed to be a dying for Chalitza? We know the Tanakhama learned from Ziknei. Rabbi Yehuda, where does he learn, learn from? Hedyotos minole, says the Gemara, nafkalei mi le'ene, from the word le'ene that's found in the Pesukim by Yibum, the Amar Mar, le'ene prat l'sumen. So we know that uh, an, uh, the Dayanim over here have to be able to see, you have to watch the Chalitza. In fact, we have to watch specifically, the Gemara is going to give a Joshua, we have to watch her actually spit on the floor, otherwise it doesn't uh, count. So says the Gemara, because the Pasuk said Le'ene, and because of Mars Drasha, it is to uh, uh, to exclude Sumen, we learn from there that if a Sumen is where we start to have a problem with Tayanim, then everything above that, including a Hedyot, would be Mutter, to be a Hedyot, and that works out perfectly. I don't actually need the Pasuk Le'ene to teach me Sumen, I already know that a Sumen is excluded from another reason, we're going to see that in a second. So if the word Sumen is, uh, if the concept of a suman being puzzle, of a suman being puzzle for being a dine is learned from elsewhere, then why does it say a suman over here? Obviously, it's to teach us a head yoke. How would we know that suman are prohibited elsewhere? That is the continuation of the Gemara, two lines from the bottom, Kufala Fomadal. The Gemara says, We can learn out that a person who's a suma is not allowed to be a dayan from the following. We also have to make sure that the Bezdin is Manukim Mitzedek, they're clean as it relates to their justice, that they're, they're from Shtark B'nai Torah. They also have to be clean from any moon, from any type of uh, blemish. They can't, they can't be a Summa, they have to be able to see. Turning to the top of Kufa Aleph Umid that you're so beautiful, my friend. That's what it is. Kulach Yafa, you are. Uh, beautiful, Raya, see my friend, and you have no moment. So therefore, what did we see from this Gemara so far? And we're going to go back and forth, trying to understand each side. So what we learned over here is that according to Rabbi Huda, we learned that a hediot is allowed to be a dayan from the words le'ene. Oh, so says the Gemara on the top of Kufalaf Amaralev, if that's true, then what does the Tanakama do with the word le'ene? Why didn't he learn from there that that's where a hediot is learned from? Says the Gemara, what does the Tanakama do with the word le'ene? What does Rabbah teach us? That Rava says, and it's learned from the word le'ene, and that's why le'ene wasn't available for the Tanakama to say that a hediot can be used as a dayan. The word le'ene was coming to teach us that the dayanim have to be able to see the woman be roped that she, when she spits on the ground, we need to be able to see that. That's the language in the Gemara here. The Dayanim have to be able to see the spit to come nafik mi pume that comes out of the mouth, mouth of the woman who's a Yavama. As the Pasuk says, If that's true, that the word le'ene is that a person has to be able to see her spit on the ground, then how did Rabbi Yehuda use le'ene to teach us that a hediot is mutter to be a dayan. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Huda can't escape that. We still, he, he's for sure going to agree that that's the case, says the Gemara in 
Enochanami, you're correct. Rabbi Yehuda doesn't yet have a good marimakom for a hediot. Let's try again. Six, seven lines down, kufala from a base. How does Rabbi Yehuda know that a hediot is allowed to be a dayan in regards to chalitza? From another word, mi Yisrael. Yisrael called to any type of Jew. And that word Yisrael is also found in the Pesachim by Abama. What would the Tanakhama say about the word Yisrael? well, they may be Gerit Tzedek, and while they may be wonderful people, but they still have certain limitations in that first generation, as we'll see throughout the Alma today. But here, what uh, the Tanakhama learns from the word Yisrael is that the Bezdin has to be a Bezdin Shah Yisrael, not of Gerim. There's another time that it says Yisrael, so uh, we can learn both. One word Yisrael will teach us that it has to be a Bezdin Shell uh, Yisrael and not a Bezdin Shell Gerim. And the other Yisrael will teach us that uh, Hediotos are allowed to, to be a Dayan. How would the Tanakama um, explain that? That extra Yisrael is needed for something else. What's that? One time we were sitting in, in the Bezdin and Rabbi Tarfon was one of the Dayan. And a woman showed up and uh, her uh, husband had died and uh, the brother of the husband wanted to do Chalitza. You all have to answer Chalutznal. And that's from the word Yisrael that we have to learn that that's what uh, what the Jews have to do. They have to say Chalutznal. Fine. What about Rabbi Huda? Mi Vinikra Nafka. He learns that from Vinikra. That's where we learn out Vinikra. So the word of Yisrael still remains available for him to learn out that Hedyotos are acceptable to Says the Gemara, Elameyat, if that's true, the Karu, if the word, uh, if, if what you're saying is that uh, you have your drasha of, uh, of all of these different things, we use a whole bunch of numbers, Zikne, Zikanim, plus. Uh, plus Ein Bezdin Shakul, or just the Canaan plus Ein Bezdin Shakul to get us our shitas of three and five. The Gemara poses a question, Elameata. If your initial approaches were based on Psukim that have plural uh, language, what about the Karushnaim, the Vidibrushnaim? So says the Gemara, maybe we should assume the way that the math works out is as follows. According to Yehuda, we have Zikne, which is two. We have Zikanim, which is another two. We have um, Karu, which is another two. We're up to six. And Vidibru, and that's Shnayim. That's up to eight. And Ein Bezin Shakel brings us to nine. And then according to the Shita of uh, the Tanakama, we would have everything minus Zikne, which would bring us to seven. So says the Gemara, maybe because the Pasuk has some extra words in it that are plural. How do you? How do we know when to look at a word that's plural and to determine we should be adding more Dayana? How do we know? Rabbi Huda decided to add two more because of Zikne and Zikne. But Mehecha Tesi. So says the Gemara, maybe we should look at the Pesukim and say the Machlok is Tanakama and Rabbi Huda is not three Dayanim versus five, it's seven versus nine because Vikaru and Vidabru. So says the Gemara, no. Ahumi boy That's not true. The word Vikaru lo, what does that teach us? Velo Shlucham, that we need the Bezdin to actually directly be involved without a messenger. When we're doing this, uh, we always give it, when we're doing the Chalitza, we also give this husband advice. We saw this earlier in this if the man that they were giving advice to was very young and the woman he was marrying was very old or or the reverse he's very old she's very young why are you with someone who's so young or conversely marry someone who's approximately your age you're, you're just asking for trouble marry someone close to your age marry someone close to your values things will be much much better so therefore, the words Vikaru and Vidibra are, are already used. Amar Rava, Amar Rav Nachman, Halacha, Chalitza Bishlosha. Why is it that he paskins this way, that Chalitza is Bishlosha? 
It could have been five, it could have been seven, it could have been nine. We just rejected, we just rejected seven and nine, but it still could have been five, like Rabbi Kuda. Says the Gemara, the reason why we passing like three, like the Tanakam, is hold this Stam Lan Tanakabase, because we have a Stam Mishnah. Amarle, if that's true, Rabbi says, it should be the same thing by Miun that we hold by three, but that's not necessarily true. It's not Hamiun Vachalitza Bishlosha, but you can't actually say that Miun is Bishlosha, even though this Mishnah says that, because we will see how we paskin momentarily. That by Miun, we also have Edus of, edus of three. <coughs> First long line on Kuf Aleph on the base, but Tanya, the Bryce writes in regards to Mun, Beshamel Omen Bezden Mumchen, Ubezel Omen Bezden, Bebezden Vishalob Bezden. It doesn't have to be Bezden Mumchen, it can be even be Bezden Hedyotos. And Elu Elumod and Shitzar Shlosha, they both agree that we need three in regards to Miun. However, the dissenting opinion and how we paskin is not like Beishamai or Beishila. These two people, this Zug, this pair of people, they're Machshir and Bishnaim. And how do we paskin in regards to Miun? This pair, not like Beishamai and Beishila who hold three, but rather like the pair of Rav Yosi, Rav Yehuda, Rav Lazar, Rav Yosi, they're the Zug that we're talking about. They paskin that Miun only requires two. If Miun only requires two, it can't be that that's true because that's also a Stam Mishnah. So says the Gemara, no, that doesn't work because Hasam Chad Stama over there by Miun only had what we had one Stama, but Hacha over here, Trey Stama, we have two uh, two Mishnahs that are Stam. Says the Gemara, no, that's not true. Hasam Nami Trey Stama Ninu. We also have two Stam Mishnahs over there. We see that there is a case of Miun uh, and uh, or Chalitza in front of Bezdin and says the Gemara that that's only with uh, with a couple of people. I could find another Raisa to make them both Stam and, uh, and we're, we're just going to. I'm going to warn up you. I have one more Stam Mishnah than you. Ask the Gemara the question that should be bothering us. Come on. We have Stam Mishnais on both sides of the coin. Who cares if I have two Stam on my side and you have three on your side? What's the difference? That, that's not enough. It's, this isn't a democracy. We're not just measuring the number of Mishnayas that we have on each side. Ella says the Gemara, 10 lines into the wide lines on Kufala from Bebezel, Amarav Nachman Bar Yitzchak, Holistam Bemakam Achlokes. The reason why we pass in the way we do is because this Mishnah is structured a little differently than a regular Stam Mishnah. First, the Mishnah quotes a Machlokes, and then it quotes a Stam without a Machlokes. That's very powerful. That's very powerful. You're going to quote one thing and say, oh, I disagree. And then the next sentence, nobody disagrees. That's already a contrast that we can learn from. What's the case? It's not. When it comes to smicha zekenim and egla rufa to different halachic areas, there are three. Uh, that's a machlokas or biosi. We don't bechamisha. Aye, what about in our case? Hachalitza vehamiyun bishlosha. What do we see over here? Veloka palig Rabbi Huda. Shmamina hader be Rabbi Huda. Shmamina Rabbi Huda changed his mind, and Rabbi Huda was really of the opinion that chalitza does require uh, that miyun only requires two. Amar Rava. Rava says at the two dots, uh, three fourths of the way down on Kufala from the base. What does Rava say? You have to do this in a very specific place. You have to do it in a Bezdin. You have to do it in the right place. You can't do it in the marketplace. She has to go to the shower with a Zakanim. Unbelievably, the Gemara says that there was a case of Chalitza that was done with five. We just rejected the sheet of Rabbi Huda. We had learned previously that Rabbi Huda said Zikne plus Zikanim plus Ein Bezin Shakul equals five, two plus two plus one. But then the Gemara says we rejected the sheet of Chozer Bo because we found the Mishnah that was Machlokas followed by Stam. And in a case of Machlokas followed by Stam, we paskin like the Stam for sure because it was contrasted with a case that had a Machlokas and the Stam was quoted without a Machlokas. And it said over there that there's only three for Chalitza. Yeah, why, why then, after, well after Rabbi Huda, this is in the time of. Uh, of the Amorim, Rav Papa. 
So why, why were there five people here? Kiman, it sounds like it's Rabbi Yehuda. Asks the Gemara, no, it's not like Rabbi Yehuda. The Ahadar Bey, Rabbi Yehuda changed his mind. Rabbi Yehuda said it wasn't three, it wasn't five Dayanim, it was three. So why over here do they have five Dayanim by Chalitza? So says the Gemara, Le Milsa, in order to make it well known. To make what well known? So take a look at Rashi two thirds of the way down. Everyone should know that this woman is a Kohen. We're changing our regular, you're right, we only need three. We only need three, but we're going to make a whole show out of it. We're going to make five people be there instead, and that will reverberate throughout the town. Everyone should know that she cannot marry a coin because she's a she's a ben grusha ben chalutza. The chalutza, not ben grusha, but a chalutza cannot marry a coin. Ravashi similarly, the Rashi echlo the of Kahana, ten lines from the bottom. He went to the base, the bezin of Kahana. Amarle, salik marle gaban the maluye bechamishako. You're going to be the fifth guy. Come join us for a chalitza. Amar of Kahana, have a kaimna kamei drav Yehuda. Amarle, ta sak lazirza dekani leads through for bechamishak. Go sit over there on that pile of reeds. You're going to be one of my fifth guys. Amrulo lamalichamisha. Why do we have five people for chalitza? After all, we passed in three. Says the Gemara. Amarlehu kihechid lefarsimilsa. Same exact idea. We want to make sure that everybody knows this woman's a chalitza. So that a Kohen will not marry her. Rav Shmuel bar Yehuda have a koi kamed Rav Yehuda. Rav Shmuel bar Yehuda was in front of Rav Yehuda. Amar le sak talazirz of the kani go sit over there on that basket of reeds. Let's do for bechamish lepersume milsa. I need you to be one of the five. I need you to be one of the five guys for the chalitza lepersume milsa, so that everybody knows that she's a chalitza and she won't marry a Kohen. Says the Gemara. Amar le that can't be. We learned at the top of the page, and Rav Shmuel bar Yehuda says back then be Israel. We have a drasha that we saw at the top of the page that has to be Israel. But bezin Israel, but love bezin shall ger. But ger on him. He says I'm a ger. You can't use me on the bezin. I'm not a Yisrael. I wasn't born in Yisrael. I converted, so I don't count. I can't count for Chalitza. For someone as great as <laughs> Rabbi Yehuda, um, for someone as great as Rabbi Shmuel by Yehuda, he could literally, without a bezdin, he could extract money from someone. Says the Gemara, that's impossible. You really think that without a Bezdin that he's allowed to extract money from someone? After all, the Torah says that we can only do so with two Edim. So how can you say that Rav Shmuel Bar Yehuda is so powerful? Ella says the Gemara, Mirana Shtara Apume that we would undo the validity of a star based on his word. He had very, very powerful, uh, very, very powerful advice. So that uh, just poses a problem because it also implies that he would then dare, therefore be able to be on this Bezdin. For a chalitza. But why? He's still a ger. That's what the Pasuk says. The Gemara doesn't speak about that. Omar Rava, ger danes chaveru davar Torah. A ger is allowed to judge his friend uh, in, in regards to dine Torah. Rashi, dine nefashos. The ilu, dine mamanos afilu lekolisra. That already we know that from elsewhere we'll learn Maseches and Hedron at some point in the future. And the Gemara says that he can even be done by dire Torah. Shene emar som tasim alecha melech hashivchar Hashem elokecha bo mikar vachecha tasim alecha melech. This is the, the Pasuk that in Sefer Dvan, Parshas Shoftim, that indicates we have an obligation to appoint a melech. And the Gemara says, From among your brothers, you have to place a king. By that king, he has to be from Israel. That's fine. He can, uh, he, he can judge his friends. No problem at all. If this Ger's mother, it's not really a Ger anymore. If, this, if a man's mother was a Yisrael, he could even judge adjudicate over a case of Israel. In regards to Chalitza, we need both. Israel has to be both the father and the mother, the mother to make him a Yid, and the father that it's Shemo Israel. so therefore it has to be both. We're on Daf Kuf Beis, and Aleph, 10 lines down. If Eliyahu Navi shows up and he says, we do Chalitza, 
like our Mishnah opened at the new parak uh, on Daf Kuf Aleph Amud Aleph, Shomen that we would listen. But if he says in Cholzim sandal, if he says you cannot do chalitza with a sandal, our Mishnah said that you are allowed to do chalitza with certain types of sandalim, if as long as it has an akib, as long as it has a heel, in Shomen that we would ignore Elio. Why? Because because everybody already has the custom to do so. This is a fascinating discussion. Eliyahu Navi, he's coming, he's going to come tell us, whatever it is, that this is the din. We don't listen to him. We don't listen to him. We, we listen to the din that the, that the Chachamim put together in the Mishnah, Dav Kufa. Rav Yosef Amar Rav Kahana, Rav Yosef Amar Rav Kahana, Amar Rav says, If you would say that the opposite of our Mishnah in regards to the Minal, Shomen Lo, um, we would listen to him. And ain cholts in besandal, ain shomalo, like we saw in the previous case. Shekfar noagu am besandal. My benai, what's the difference between them? Here, in this second iteration of what Elio might have said, the only question is whether or not a minal would be lechatchila to use or not. According to the one who says that you can use a minal lechatchila, that poses a problem. It says that if you use the minal, then it's kosher. What does that imply? The diavar in lechatchila lo. So it says the Gemara, that's not a good question. Who had din really the halacha is afilo lechatchila? One is allowed to use a minal lechatchila, no problem at all. Because in the Seifa by the Anpilia, that was a type of shoe, that thin uh, boot that would go up to all close to one's knee, where we said over there that that's Psula, and that was uh, even Bidiyeved. Therefore, the Resha also has a framing that looks and appears to be Bidiyeved, even though it's really Lechatchila. Lechatchila whether or not a Minal can be worn um, uh, is uh, can be used for Chalitz, is actually Stam, to Machlokes Tanoim. And says the Gemara as follows: said he went to the city of and I found an older Rav. Do you know who Rav Yehuda ben Besera is? And this older Yid said, There's a Ben biased by me. I know him very well. Have you ever seen him do Yibum? He asks about Rav Yehuda ben Besera, and he says, I've seen him do it many times. I sit in the Bezdin too. The Minal of does he use the Minal, the leather, soft leather shoe that Rashi described in the beginning of the paragraph, the that the Mishnah speaks about with the Akev. So So we see from over here that this uh, this older Yid who knew Rabbi Huda ben Becerra was not a fan and obviously Rabbi Huda ben Becerra did not use a minnow, implying that using a minnow is not a shera. But we have Rav Meir who says that it's allowed. So we see that it's a machlokes tanayim. Rabbi Yaakov, Amr Mishmo, chotzim b'minah l'chadchila. What is the reason why, according to one who says the, that uh, a minal cannot be used lechatchila? What's his reasoning? We have a leather part of the shoe, the panta, let's say the lip of the shoe that covers most of the foot, and that's considered me'al, a reference to the pasuk that you have to take the foot from his shoe. Uh, sorry, you have to take the shoe from his foot. Um, the arkasa, the next part of the shoe is me'al de me'al, and the straps that are wrapped around that, you're taking off two things. You're taking off two layers, but that's not what the Pasuk said. So maybe you'd say that the din l'chadchila should not be uh, to use this kind of shoe, this minal, because it has two layers, the part that's touching the foot, and a second piece of leather that's tying it all together. And that's what the Torah says, that it's not allowed. If that's true, says the Gemara, if you're saying that there's a drush on chumash that you can't 
can't have a multi-layered shoe and the middle is a multi-layered shoe. It should be puzzle, not uh, not only it should be puzzle, it should be puzzle even the Ebed. Says the Gemara, that's not the case. Gzeira, really it's allowed, but we have a Gzeira, we're talking about a shoe that's torn and this may have an appearance or may have an effect of a shoe that is not fitting nicely and it, uh, if it's not fitting nicely, then it, then it, it won't uh, won't be a real Chalitza. Says the Gemara, we should have the same we also have another uh, shoe which is uh, only that there's half of the material and therefore it also would not be called the Chalitza of Midra this is a reference to an uncle if not for the fact that I saw my uncle removing a, sand, a sandal that has shinsen that has straps I would never have done that if I wouldn't have seen it with my own two eyes to use a sandal that has straps on it I would have sooner used one uh, the there was like a shoe that would slip on that was very very tight excuse me, and our shoes, even though there is a knot on our shoes, our shoes, we also do have a part of the shoe that ties in order to make it very tight, because we want the chalitza to be a chalitza. So that's why if you look at shoes, uh, for the chalitza shoe, you'll see that there's a shoe that has a heel. It also has on the front of it straps, but the straps don't tie on top of one another because me'al and the not me'al, not me'al below me'al, you're not allowed to have two layers. So therefore the chalitza shoe looks that way where it's done in a way where the straps are not tied on top of another shoe. And that's why the chalitza shoe looks the way that it does. We're going to stop right here at Simon on the bottom of Kuf Be'ez and Aleph, about um, 15, 20 lines from the bottom. And Mir Tashem will pick up tomorrow morning. We'll be having an early shear after the 6.30 Shachras, wishing you all a beautiful day.